You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All righty, we are back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from Soonerscoop.com. And the entire gang is not here today because Josh McQuistion is on the happiest mother effing place on the earth. Uh, no, he's not. We all know my hatred for Orlando. He is at Disney. He's at Disney. I don't know. World, I think, is in Orlando, and Land yes, is in yes. L.A. California. I think that yes. is right. Uh, welcome, boys. Bob and uh, Josh, or Bob and Bob and Eddie, are with us here today. We're actually back in the studio uh, recording today because we had some delivery, delivery, deliveries uh, for all you Steve Ballmer fans out there. I was just apprised of all this. Of what? Uh, that we're getting delivered yes. today. I know I'm I, the reason we're starting late today. Can I get a little bit more in the headphone? Yes, you may. Uh, Thank you. I think we all could probably use go. a little there bit more go. in the headphones. There we go. Now we're good. Uh, yeah, uh, so I had it's one of those stupid you know, signature required to have stuff come to the office. I sent out a big message last night to Bob and Eddie. Uh, Bob understood the assignment. Eddie did not. He, well, I understood the assignment. I just didn't listen to the assignment. <laughs> I just didn't do the assignment. I think knowing the assignment is, you know, proving that you knew, that you were listening. All, all I saw was 11 a.m., and I think my, my brain just turned off at yeah. that moment. And so now we're here at 12.08. And I will say, like, I was sitting there at, like, 10.50, and I was like, oh, I'll just wait till 11. I was just waiting. <laughs> I was just waiting for the I'm ready text from Eddie at, at, right at 11 o'clock. You're like, okay, I'm like ready. Enough. It was like 11 From your house like, in Oklahoma like, City. I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready when you guys are. Uh, it I'm, is. I'm too shook this morning because the Big 12 is a terrible conference and they don't have the Big 12 golf anyway. Uh, I know on, on it's TV. A lot of uh, you and Sam Humphreys very upset. It's just um, there's no reason that they shouldn't have like. I'm not even asking for a give. Don't even give me ESPN Plus. Just give me like some type of stream. Right. I mean, why do they have ESPN Plus? I don't know. Why does the Big 12 have a deal with ESPN Plus if they're not going to show? I mean, I imagine it's pretty expensive to broadcast a golf tournament. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's and it's tough, but oh well. It's an OUOSU race right now as they uh, begin the back nine. It should Te- be kind of interesting. Texas fell apart. OU and OSU are just playing that well. OU's twelve under today. Oh. Oklahoma State's ten under, and uh, Texas kind of struggling. They're three under. This isn't an OU. I don't want Preterus. I don't want him to Preterous? be. Is that how you say it? I don't want him to be mad. We no banter. Let's go football, football, football. Oh, Preterus, the poster. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he really shook me there for a minute. Uh, well, I mean, it's not just him. I mean, Josh would be turning over in his grave right now if he had to sit here and listen to golf talk. He could barely <laughs> handle men's hoops. Program. People don't understand. They lost three All-Americans last year. They're not supposed They've to be. They've been number one going into this, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yep. just kind of unbelievable what they're, uh, what they're putting together. Uh, well, Ryan Hibble, congratulations to him. He's unbelievable. Well, they're, it's not over. We're not going to crown him yet. 
All right, uh, Bob, Bob, Eddie, and I—we had every opportunity to break down the spring game uh, in the Eskridge Lexus post game show. Felt like a real game day on Saturday, getting out yes. of there so late. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I we could not believe how really late it was. Late. When we got done with the uh, like the post game stuff, I was like, "Holy shit! It's eleven o'clock." I went to bed at like three a.m. or yeah. something. It was like a real game day. It really was, and uh, I mean, they didn't shut down ass, which was weird. Um, which they probably should have, even though I'm on ASP. It's not like we had, you know, things to sell or anything. Uh, we don't have like a storefront, so don't come here. Um, so, but I mean, it was just kind of strange because I came down here early in the morning and, and got some things done. And then I went back home, uh, and, and then I tried to come back through and it was just insane. The amount of people, how hard it was to navigate through campus. And then I finally got to, uh, the parking garage uh, which, you know, they had bomb-sniffing dogs, which made, made it even more feel like a game day, which is kind of cool. Like, I'm that guy. Like, like Eddie and I, he, he remembers when we went through the the dog search at the border uh, near El Paso. Yeah, that was on the, uh, the fateful uh, Phoenix to San Antonio drive. Right, and there was a car in front of us that was literally, it was like an Acura. They're still in prison. They, that car was like riding down on the street, the back of it. We were like, what the f*** have they put, got Those in there? Those people are 100% still in prison today. But yeah, I mean, it was like, or I get dead. so excited about that. And it's like, it, the dog starts sniffing my car. I was like, this is awesome. I'm like, I know I don't have a bomb in here. I hope I don't have a... Uh, like, you second guess yourself. Like, you're like, I don't have a bomb, do I? Like, I don't have a bomb. I, there's nothing for me to worry about, right? Like, I hope there's someone not sneak drugs a bomb? in my bag right now. <laughs> Well, that was that's the thing. That's like bomb sniffing dogs are not drug sniffing dogs. They can't be both. Oh, they can't. No, they can't. I don't well, that makes me feel a little bit better. That that they cannot be both. Like, I think the last time, remember we were in the Atlanta airport and they had the bomb sniffing dogs. They're very the Atlanta airport. T, the uh, TSA don't TSA. Play. They no, are. They do not, not joke around. They're with not the fans Atlanta of TSA. anybody. No, I mean they're very strict, very serious. Like. I'm going to kick your ass if you don't take all your batteries out. Yeah. Yep. Go through the Atlanta TSA and you're like, well, maybe I'll kind of had a point. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the game real quick. It's a joke. Um, Bob, uh, you know, just kind of, I even uh, brought some notes with me just to refresh because it's all, it's, it, I would say this, probably about the most emotional day that you'll ever see on Owen Field. Yeah, and and that was really the story of the weekend. I don't know what you learned as much in terms of the 2022 team, but just a celebration of the program going exactly the way that they wanted from Baker Mayfield to 75,360 people being there and Brent Venables asking people to call to action, and everyone did their part. Well, and it, you know, and just seeing what Brent was kind of doing with, you know, trying to establish his own things with the walk uh, with everybody arm in arm was kind of cool to see. Uh, and, you know, it was interesting because we saw a ton of Dylan Gabriel. I mean, that's more starting quarterback than I've ever seen in my entire life in a spring game. Yeah, he goes 19 to 28 for 250 touchdown, a, a pick. but it, And he's running from sideline to sideline between yep. series. <laughs> he's running and he's – you know, the, and and you got to see the tempo of which they they want to you know work at, and you got to see when it works well how how fun it is. But there were a couple of possessions, three and out, that were done in like forty five seconds because of it. It seems like I asked Dylan Gabriel like whose whose plan was that? Did you 
Did you want to do that? And he just kind of sidestepped the whole thing. I don't know if he wanted to play that much. I don't think you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, he had to have been tired. Yeah, the running back and forth was just weird. No, I'm, although I mean, you're I'm not sure. like you're not getting knocked down, you're not getting tackled, but you're still running around. Yeah, I, I mean, he didn't, I mean, he didn't take a breather for the first what four or five series. Yeah, and, and then it, it got to a point. Might have been more than that. Well, I think he played the first five, and then Evers came in, and then. Evers just threw that one one pass. He didn't and do that's anything. It. Yeah, and then they, he had his completion that was called back. Obviously, of penalty. Ralph Rucker's <laughs> having a hell of or had a hell of a spring. That and, was that was the most surprising thing after the game. I was like, that can't be right. He only threw one pass, and then I went back and I was like, oh, I guess he didn't. Well, Mike Bowens had the long touchdown yeah, to Jaden. Yeah, that's, that's about it. It did seem like after halftime though that everybody. And I think I said this Saturday night. I was like, okay, we we've seen everything that. The first half took so so long. So it was long. two hours. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, when you add in it's starting late, Brent's pregame speech, bringing all the alumni in, then the game, then Baker. I mean, it was well after five by the time halftime was over. I didn't think they would get through halftime in twenty five minutes when I saw that on the clock, and then and then when I see Brent take the microphone midfield, I'm like, "There's no, no way we're getting done in twenty. But Brent did a good job. I think he was out there for like seven minutes or something like that. Handed it over to Baker. Baker uh, was short. Baker so, was yeah. pretty short. It's like three and a half minutes, mm-hmm. or I think four minutes was the total runtime on that. Uh, just his speech? Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. But him coming out, you know, with with the smoke and, you know, you, you're pumping up the crowd and stuff and his family there. And, and, and I've, I've, I've said this a lot. Like, as I've gotten older, I've become more emotional uh, as a man. Like, I cry. It's stupid shit now. Uh, and I was sitting next to Bob just trying not to cry. Don't cry that was don't all. Cry, don't cry. Yes. Don't cry. Don't cry. I was literally saying, like, don't cry. Shut, just, shut, just stop. Stop. Just stop being emotional. Like, well, I didn't just... want to be in the press box. But, like, when Baker was getting emotional, I was getting emotional. And, like, his family standing there. And, you know, we didn't really talk to him about this. His wife has never been to yeah. a, a never, Owen Field with yeah. the full, you know, full. Mm-hmm crowd with it i mean I think she's he been said that was the first time that she had been here because the other time i don't think that she came with him when he came back for uh like right after the rose bowl what yeah. was that like the ou texas pro day the ou the texas, texas basketball, basketball game, game. Basketball. i think yeah. he was just by himself that time yeah he was which is i i think that that's like the the emotional attachment though is why people love the guy so much i mean even in some of the video that we put into uh the the sights and sounds it was like i thought he was about to cry yeah, like, yeah, de- about that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. And just you know, I, just sitting there watching his Heisman Trophy speech back, I'm. It, you could tell he really hasn't watched that. Like he was watching it so intently at halftime. Yeah. No, there, there's definitely an appeal of he. I think that that's one of those moments too, where everything probably runs through your mind and it's like, wow, I really did this, even though. He lives it every day kind of thing. Yep. Well, I was glad that he kind of addressed, like, you know, how nice it was with everything going on, you know, in, with him professionally right now. And I think that that was in the back of his mind, too. Like, I, I still say that he, I don't know if he would ever come out and say this, but that might have been, like, the most healthy reset that he's ever had in his life, maybe. I, I have to think after watching the highlights uh, and seeing the reaction from the crowd, having a statue – being beat down like he has been, he probably he had to come out of that saying, "You know what? I'm a pretty fucking good quarterback." And like, now I, I need to kind be of like a little of reminder yeah. of yeah. like what I did when I was here. And now they're saying he's going to be the best quarterback of the weekend. 
Well, that's going to be the most interesting thing is and right. I, I don't know. I said this this morning. I don't know. Like, I guess Michael Silver is a good guy. I don't really have any feel for him, like the NFL reporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he brought up a pretty good uh, thing last night on Twitter, just talking about like the eighteen point eight six million that is owed to him by the Browns next year. Uh, there's not a lot of owners that are real excited about taking that money off of the Browns table right. because the Browns have put every other owner in a really f***ed up situation with the with guaranteed the, $230 with the guaranteed million money contract. To, yeah. yeah, to Deshaun Watson. And I hadn't even thought about it that way. So I guess you're going to have to basically settle for a fifth or sixth, maybe seventh round pick mm-hmm. and then pay part of the salary. And then the Browns are left with everything else. I don't know what the best situation is though, because I think, that, I think nobody needs a quarterback. I think the Browns might have to say, look, we'll release him. Yeah. But then that opens but the door to everybody. You get nothing. Right. You yeah. get nothing. And like, you've heard the Steelers you have would to jump pay, at him. Yeah. And you have to pay his salary. But that might be the only way he can get free. Oh, they would have to pay all of it if they release him. Right. Yeah. And are they going to do that for a divisional rival like the Steelers? Yeah. If they're I mean, the team the that would. Steelers have said it. Flat I think out. it would be awesome. But if they can't get somebody else to pick it up, they can't just like say. Okay, we're going to pay $18 million and get a draft pick for it. I mean, they have to I do mean, one would or be, the other. It would be hilarious right. just for the fact that, like, Jim Traver's head would explode <laughs> if Baker Mayfield's the quarterback next year for, for the his, Steelers. his team. It would be awesome. It would be unbelievable just from a content purpose. Is Colin a Seahawks fan? Coward? Yeah. Oh, I think that he usually pulls for him. But I don't know. Like, with the Russell Wilson stuff, I don't know if, like, that has changed with him or not. Hmm. I don't really know if he plays the NFL line like he's playing the OU card right now or the USC card, I guess. Did you see the uh, in the guy, John Shin, uh, he's done some work for us over the years. He's kind of in and out of media now. His best uh, description of Petros Papadakis is he is the voice in every serial killer's head. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I can't stand that guy. But did you see him? He he eviscerated Colin Coward. Yeah, I listened to it like three times. Oh, <laughs> did he? Did he? Oh, yeah. sure. I'll go. Yes. Then I will listen to it, That's actually. why I sent it to you. That's thought, why it was so great. Because he's a USC guy. Yeah, I thought and he really cares about USC. He's basically... He's like a USC... This like, guy's a carpetbagger, basically, yeah. is what he was saying. Yeah. I think that's what okay. a carpetbagger means, right? Basically. I, I think that's what he was portraying coward as, yeah. as as like a grifter basically yeah 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 definitely a grifter i mean that's all the rage these days i mean there's lots of grifters out there so do they hate each other like is that a is that a thing i think petros just feels like he's being disingenuine yeah and, exactly and he also uh feels like usc needs to stop with all the marketing and hype and just go out there and win some football games but i have thought that's a little interesting the way that everything's been presented by usc but i Knowing the people that are probably in charge of some of that stuff, it's not surprising. That's not a hit. What did That's he just call how they the, operate. What did he call the the skit the the uh, the it was it, the the thing from Saturday Night Live the uh, oh uh, wh- 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 with uh, with Keenan uh, what's up with that yeah what's the what's up, up with that, that guy yeah. yeah he called it the That's what's what up with that like. yeah <laughs> the, the Lincoln Riley thing yeah what's That's exactly up with that? what it was and like Lincoln Riley never got to be a guest like they just <laughs> he just sat there on the couch yeah. While everybody danced around him. So funny. Uh, it, it wasn't, it was funny too. And you knew that it was going to happen. It's like the ultimate catnip clickbait moment of the weekend was the overhead shot of the stadium here and then the stadium out there. USC. Yeah. And, and USC bragging about their attendance. Sure. Right. Saying it's the best they've had and since they've kept track, which 
they probably. I will say this: the one thing, track the one free. thing you could uh, homeless people probably were going in there. The one thing I do kind of object object to with the USC stuff is like, I don't I, look. People are going to do what they're going to do, but I don't think I don't find it necessary to like go after Latrell McCutcheon because he got beat on a pass and just beat the kid up. No, I. That's probably a little much for me, but people are get, fans are going to go after him regardless. He didn't make it easy on himself, but no, no, not at he's all. Still, what a junior going to be a junior? I mean, sophomore. So, he's just two he, years removed. Slowly, from high he was a true freshman last year. Slowly but surely, I'm starting to come around to the idea. Like Caleb Williams might be a different story. If you're making two and a half million dollars, maybe you do get to. You have to take a little. You get to shoulder a little bit of criticism. I, can, I, can, I here's my hot take. I think Dylan Gabriel looked good. He's not Caleb Williams. No, I don't think. No. Like I, I, I don't. Think I mean, that it, he is. it Caleb Williams? He's f-ing good. Caleb Williams I mean, is he's an elite good. quarterback that he really is has a chance to be a very, very good college quarterback. It's just you're. I don't know if you're ever going to truly know because of the offensive and defensive right, line. Exactly. The, offensive the pieces line around them. Right. Exactly. But I will say, like, the Gabriel thing is is fascinating to me for the fact that this guy's thrown for 8,000 yards. He's thrown 72 touchdowns in college, and everybody's kind of like, well, I wonder what they have with Dylan. I think we know what they yeah. have. And, I, you know, it was nice he's to see him. He's a very good quarterback. It was nice to see how mobile he was, and he's quick, and, you know, he's not – He's not Kyler Murray, but he's you know he's he's more like Baker Mayfield. It's funny because when you talk about Gabriel, it's like he's not he's not Spencer Rattler, which is the most important thing. He has all of mobility these wise qualities of a good quarterback, and you know obviously he's not going to be able to need to or he can't turn the ball over in the red zone and do stupid stuff with the football, uh, which I think you know Oklahoma fans have just become so accustomed to. Kyler and uh, Baker never turned the ball over. Uh, Jalen rarely did. And then, you know, I think over the last couple of years, it's become more and more. But at the same time, it's it's also one of those things like, well, he also has all these attributes as a winner. And I always like wonder, like if Texas fans were saying that or if OSU fans were saying that, my first thought would be, so you don't think he's as good as anybody else. Right. <laughs> like That's like that's that's kind of how it goes. He's what is it that they always say? Like he's he, he he's great at commanding the team. He just gets it. He, he's great in the huddle. He just gets it. Uh, and I think he does just get it. Like, obviously, talking to him. I've written the story that says it. Right. Like, I, but I, I think that there is some there is some truth to that. You know, I think he's the right fit at the right time, Eddie. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe. It is interesting uh, just how his arrival kind of coincides with Baker's, like, ending. I think Garen wrote a little bit about it, mm-hmm. about how they're kind of in the same spot that they were in 2015 where you don't really know, you know. What you're going to get, what to What expect, you're going to yeah. get, what to expect. But the possibility is that they could be. I still think it's going to be a really, really good offense, even after seeing it loosely on Saturday, even though, like, offensive line, I wanted to see more. You just can't in that Setting. You can't, and because they chose to split them up, so it wasn't the five that are that will play together. It's like two or three here, two or three there. So I think they, we, can, they, they didn't get to be a unit. I think they know who's going to be the two tackles. I think Wanya, Wanya and Anton are going to be the two tackles. And then it's kind of a smorgasbord in the middle. Like I think Chris Murray's obviously in there. Mc, McCade you got Tower. McCade, Murray, and then Conjol and Rain will battle it out at center. That's how I feel. I feel like they want coming out. They want Conjol's 
toughness, toughness with mindset Rame's with Rame's ability. ability. <laughs> yes. I want to see uh, how. That's not a, like a hit on Rame. It just is what it is. I want to see how Brent Venables handles a three penalty game from Chris Murray. Man, he loves getting penalties, doesn't he? <laughs> I said that to Nate Fakin after the first one. I was like, we that said the same thing loves, in the press box. That guy loves getting penalties. Mur- Chris Murray goes, I'm too old to be getting these kind of penalties, and he gets one in the spring game. <laughs> I just, I, I, and they're not like, I haven't gone back and watched I think one the was down the game. field. One was uh, just a illegal something, the holding or something. Sure. But no, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, this was an undisciplined team a year ago. Uh, and, you know, it's it's also hard to judge the offense because Brent Venables was cheating the entire day. <laughs> he was breathing down their neck. I mean, my God, <laughs> Brent. I know you want to win. I know you want your defense to do well, but do you really have to resort to cheating? How's he cheating? He's sitting there on the field the whole oh, time. Oh, like behind him? Yes. Behind him. <laughs> cheating. They, uh, it was... It was a good game until halftime. Then after halftime, I was just like, okay, yeah, I, I've and, kind of seen And they everything. did the running clock, and they made sure. Yeah. yeah it was fine. What did you think of the defense, Bob? What stood out to you there? I think the pass rush, even though you know you didn't get the finish, but you saw Marcus Stripling. Yeah. Jay, you saw Redman. You saw Jordan Kelly. You know, they all – and Ethan Downs had a really nice game. It's like, okay, you know, I, I, you don't know what's, what's going to happen when they go against real – live competition but it's like that feels like a group that's going to be better than when i first you know what what was also noticeable that i don't think i've mentioned yet is you felt like that was a defense that had linebackers that were involved like they were hitting they they were the ones tracking down the ball carriers versus just being remember we talked about a lot last year it's like if the defensive line didn't make the tackle you rarely i mean asamoa had a better year but like, that's the Sean White's biggest criticism for me is that he's just not at the point of attack. He doesn't meet people at the point of attack. And and that's what's, for me, the Where Stutzman, T.D. Roof. Intriguing thing for me is when Stutzman or Shane Witter, do they overtake Aguebu and, and White? I wanted to see more from Aguebu. I feel like we always say that. Are we? I guess we're always going to. I mean, we saw one of the practices we went to, he was – blowing people up left and right but i didn't see that saturday it is crazy that you sit there and i felt the same thing about the linebackers as far as it's like i've just never seen these guys run to the football like this and i just don't know like they're making stops like two yards past the line of scrimmage when it used to be five to seven we we had a great shot of uh this of stutzman one time and like stutzman had one in the first quarter and then he had one in the third and to be quarter. fair deshaun white had the massive hit deshaun at the start white, of the like game on bars Second yeah. Play. Yeah. I, had, I haven't seen deshaun white hit like that yeah. or run through the football Did I say deshaun like that watson i don't think so okay god might have to massage it in there <laughs> wow that really does deserve a rim shot it <laughs> It was different. I just don't know, like, again, it's it's one of those things, too, that's like they've basically seen all the plays that OU's going to run at them. They've mm-hmm. been doing it for the last six weeks. How much of that is just familiarity with the offense and how much of that is truly a change in defense? But I will say this. Javante Barnes got his stuff pushed back in on that second play. It was good. That he was good just, for he him. He just kept, he you know, kept going. Yep, yeah, exactly. He started breaking more even, and running tougher. It was impressive. Even standing down there before the game, getting video of the pregame stuff, it's just like that guy, he's one of the first people that you notice in that running back. I group. have a question for you, for Eddie. Uh, and, Bob, I don't know if you saw him when you were down there, but 
because he was taking all his pictures with offensive linemen, I couldn't get a real feel, but did you stand up next to Gavin Sawchuck at any point and, and get a feel for just how he is physically? No, I didn't. I didn't because I, I don't think I even saw him on Saturday. But, I, I mean, he's a – I've seen him before. He's mm-hmm. a big kid. I saw yeah. him at one of uh, – what, what weekend was he in for? Uh, I think it was one of the weekends that Josh visited him, I thought. Or, no, not when Josh visited him. He went he to was Cal- up there. Out, out of Colorado. I forget. When he came down for a visit last year, I remember thinking that he's – Probably, I'd say a little bit smaller than Marcus Major, but Marcus Major, maybe that's a different. Like, they're both smaller than Javante Barnes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trying to think a little bit skinnier, but skinny's not the right way to say it. Yeah, like, he's, he's not. A, he's he's a not. Big yeah, kid. He's, he looks pretty thick with two C's. Uh, if, if he's, I, I will say, like, my first reaction after the game was, and I might have said this on the postgame pod, was like somebody like Tawi Walker. Is this? Are we back in one of these things where you leave spring football and you're like, well, he could maybe work in short yardage, but like the more that I went back and looked at it, like you're the touchdown triggering run, Bob right now. He, not no, not no. at all. Okay, well, like, that, I thought he ran the ball. No, well, not, Bob also supports Todd Hudson. I, was, I went for Todd, Todd Hudson as my walk on of the game, and it okay. did not pan out for me. But okay. no, I, I think as long as their scholarship guys don't get hurt, I probably you, you, would agree with you. You you like what they have. I mean, look, I think Tommy Walker could be a good short yardage guy. I mean, if, if you sure. feel like you don't have a guy or if you want to run, you know, I don't know if uh, – I don't know if Levy runs two back sets or not. But if you wanted to do something like that with him, I could see that happening. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be what's kind of interesting to me is, like, how much does Levy kind of come up with stuff? Like, you know, how much does he just throw – uh, something out there just to try it against a certain defense. Like, is he that type of offensive coordinator, or is he more like Mike Leach where he has his system and he sticks to it? Yeah, and you don't know what Marcus Major brings to the table because we never really got to see him. Nobody he, did. He, I mean, he was injured pretty early yeah. in the spring. So where those last, I think, three viewings that we had, he was always working off to the side. So we don't know – you know, how good he looks or how good he's going to look, what kind of role he's going to play. In a perfect world, it would be Eric Gray, Marcus Major, 1A, yes. 1B, and you just run those guys into the ground, basically. I I will say this. One thing that uh, – Major just has to be on the field, though. Like Exactly. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I know that it was – if it was a game, it's basically one of those things that I would hope that he would have been able to play on Saturday. It's just like I want to see. I want to see him play. I want to see him out there is consistently. He, is he bowl game, Marcus Major that sure. we've seen the last two years? That's the question. Can he be regular? Can that guy, the bowl game, Marcus Major, be regular season, Marcus Major? That's or the biggest question. Does he need a month off between games? To, <laughs> That'd be kind of baller if he's just like I play one game a month. That's all I do. I mean, that's the uh, Quentin Cheney um, career, isn't it? Play great. Was it even that? Was it even one game a month? It's like well, one game every three game. months. They lost the game. Yeah. So, but it was the year when Malcolm Kelly was out of the bowl game. What game was that? Is that West Virginia? Oh, the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, it was definitely the Fiesta Bowl. It was during some dark periods of my time. <laughs> Were you out there for that as a student? No, we didn't go. We did not go. I'm trying to think where we watched it at. That was Owen Schmidt. Was that the fullback? Yeah. Bill Stewart. Yeah, Bill Stewart. Oh, my God. 
Everybody thought that that game was going to be a walkover because he was a dead man walking. That was the uh, – and as it turns out, it, it just uh... – <laughs> He's a good man. He was a good man. Owen Schmidt was like the ultimate fullback, wasn't he? Horse collar and everything. He 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 was that guy. They basically had to come up with a rule with with your helmet gets knocked off, you have to stop playing. Like he was always bleeding because his helmet would get knocked off and he'd still keep running. Two thousand eight Fiesta Bowl. Goodness, forty eight twenty eight. Not a good night. Nope. The date on it was January second. Okay. Trying to think where we were for that game. Anyway, back to the defense real quick. Um, one of the things that I was kind of surprised about, to me, Joshua Eaton was the guy that stood out above everybody. Uh, not, I, I really don't put Woody Washington into this group because he's you know proven, but I didn't really see any flashes from Kenai uh, Walk, William uh, Walker. Walker. There's too many Walkers and Kenais and Tawies and. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't really see anything where I was like, oh, that's a really good play. Yeah, and, in fact, I mean, think the only thing you really remember is Theo beating him deep mm-hmm. on the very first series of the game. And it was a nice performance by Eaton, which is fun to see because I think you've kind of felt he's, you know, teetering on the portal the last year, year and a half. And, you know, maybe something like that keeps him here. I don't know. Well, and the other thing, you know, DJ Graham can't, not talk about him, especially with a recent tweet that he's had and, you know, his mom uh, being upset. And, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm not a parent. I, I have no idea what that's like. I just say this, like when you, when you are a parent and you speak out, whether it's Marvin Mims, uh, whether it's DJ Graham's mother, like you got to realize what you're saying gets put on your kid. Yep. So like if you're disgruntled, your kid may not be, but everyone expects him to be disgruntled. And so everyone was expecting DJ Graham to hit the portal. I think so. And they're still worried about it, I'm sure. Yeah, and that, you, know, you put that tweet out yesterday, you know, kind of throwing shade at Lincoln, kind of, or just saying, you know, of course OU's going to be okay. Yeah, that they think we were going anywhere yeah. or something like that. Yes. Or who thought we were going anywhere. And, it, and it's, it's not like <laughs> – he didn't play Saturday out of protest. He he was another guy that the last viewing we had was off to the side. So he, obviously something minor with him has kept him out the last two weeks of spring. So and that's why Kanai has been able to spotlight himself, yeah. and that's why yeah. we've talked a lot about him because he's getting more and more reps because DJ's not out there. It is like one of those new things too, where I go. It's a good problem to have when you're talking about cornerbacks. It's like I, you know, I can make an argument for either of those guys. I think it's pretty solidified with Woody on one side, but even like Jaden Davis, I thought had some good plays. I, in I the thought scrimmage. the play that Kendall uh, uh, Dennis makes yeah. on the on it's the football, play, like yeah. that was an like, awesome play. Great, probably play. a ball that should have never been thrown by Gabriel, but like really good throw or a really good play on his part defensively. Was Gibson the receiver on that? No, it wasn't Gibson. Uh, it, I want to say it might have been Theo, but I can go. I thought it was Jaden, but was I'm, it, I'm was not it Jayden? sure. I thought it was. It I thought it was been. someone really tall, and that's why Dylan went. Yeah, okay, went, that might have been it, it then. That, I think that's right. I think that's right. I just remember, like, you know, it, it was a great play by Dennis, and the receiver didn't do anything to help, you know, Correct. help his quarterback. Yes. Looked like uh, Nick Anderson had a cast on his hand, too. That's why he didn't play. Yeah, and he had it at the very first practice of spring. Oh, did he really? Like, the very, very that. first one. I mean, him and Damon Harmon were among the guys that, that weren't out there. And 
So it sounded like he was maybe in and out throughout the course of the month. Are we going to get to a point where uh, it's just like the Ravens draft a bunch of Sooners? Uh, is it going to get to a point where it's like the Sooners take a lot of kickers from Arizona State? Like, is it, are we going to get uh, – not we. Uh, is OU going to get known for uh, <laughs> stealing players from certain schools? Because, the ba- I mean, the backup punter – I mean, look, uh, Turk had the kick out of the one-yard line. It's the best punt of the day. Sure. But there was a, there were a lot Plaster of holy okay. shit in the press did okay. box about yep. Plaster. Plaster's one of the guys, like, I somehow, like, I didn't even really know anything about him until he started hanging out with Turk and – in some of his TikTok videos, well, he was in the stuff. last before the game. He they were out working out together. And like stuff. Turk has said multiple times, like this guy has a ridiculous leg. Like he's he's almost gone over the top to say like, and I think he's kicked a little bit. Like he's a punter by trade, but he started mm-hmm. to kick off the ground as well. That's something that like we talked about after the game, Bob. Like it's not the sexiest thing to talk about who's going to replace Gabe. Burgess, we don't know. I don't know if they. Have <laughs> I don't a, have a clue. I don't know if they have a kicker right now between Gavin Marshall and. Uh, Zach Schmidt. Zach Schmidt, yeah. No Still idea. with that wind, I mean, everybody seemed to kick pretty yeah, well. they're though. okay. I, I think they both have pretty good legs. I mean, they weren't forced to kick like a 45, 50-yard no. field goal. 24, I think. Yeah, it was like, I think, so. You never need a kicker until you need one. Or you never have to worry but about the, the kicker you know, until when you have When you have a kicker, sometimes you don't want a kicker. They, you know, a coach, you would rather a coach maybe go a for it. A little bit more aggressive yeah. because of it. Because there were times it just seemed like Lincoln was playing for a field goal. Like, we got inside the 35. All right, we're yeah. good. Yeah. Well, he knew if they scored a touchdown, he wouldn't get the job in Los Angeles. Yep. Son Had to find bitch. a way to lose some games. <laughs> that's that's. Hey, he might be a better game planner than we thought. Yeah. If if they put, you know, maybe somebody will put something. Maybe UCLA could put something in his contract. Be the first Although coach. Although they lost get- their kicker. The USC guy, because he went to Ohio State. Oh, He's yeah. the one that made the comment about that might have been the most people I've ever played in front of. After yeah, their spring yeah, game. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, anything else just in particular stood out to you, Bob, that you wanted to get out there about the spring game? Brent? Just, I, I did think, like, defensive line-wise, it's – they have so many guys. Like, when they talk about the five seniors on the defensive line, and especially, like, the interior guys – like Jeffrey Johnson, I'm pretty excited about. I think you kind of know what you have with him. But, you know, Jordan Kelly, he you labeled him as one of the guys that had a big spring. And, you know, f- sure enough, one of the first times that we went out to practice, or the last time we went out to practice, he's out there making plays in, like, the Oklahoma drill, like the, the setup for the Oklahoma drill. I don't know what they call it. What the, they, the, the W drill. W, w drill. It's the Oklahoma drill. That's the Oklahoma drill. It's a two-tiered Oklahoma drill. Two, two-tiered, yes. Is that because the Oklahoma <laughs> drill is uh, illegal now? <laughs> yes, it get, is. They have Correct. to add right. those guys in. Right. And to be fair, the Oklahoma drill, you would start on the ground and then get up and then run at each other. And the, I like this setup better. I don't know. It's, 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 it's what it is. It's, it's the same idea. Yeah, same idea. Mm-hmm. Block somebody, get in front of somebody, make uh, a tackle. One of the things, I mean, uh, I never did ask about the lines, but I mean, just, I mean, just the people. I mean, I, we need to take a moment and just kind of congratulate the fans because they were just Absolutely. phenomenal. Uh, and I will say this: like, literally shivers at that boomer or that sooner that they gave out when Baker did it at halftime, because somebody pointed it out. Like, usually it's only half the stadium, 
when you hear the entire stadium chant that, it just hits different. Like, it was really cool. I want to see that happen again. Oh, you were, OU fans were part of a cult last Saturday. When yep. he took the mic, we're, that is the closest it's ever going to be to It's a good cult, though. We're all in a cult now. Yeah. I mean, we all just have different roles. We're cult media members. There are cult fans. There are cult players. Brent Venables is an evangelist. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace it. He's evangelical in his coaching. It's what Dabo did it at kinda, Clemson. Yeah. It's kind of like... It makes me wonder, like, how many times has Brent Venables watched the movie Up in the Air? Like, somewhere he decided he was going to become, like, the backpack guy. Like, put everything... Like, he was going to be that guy that made a bunch of money just traveling around the country as a motivational speaker. He could do that. He could. Like, he could literally make a living doing that. The caravans are back. You know that much. And we're going tomorrow night. Mini uh, Colts. Mini Colt Falls. And we are really interested to see, you know, what this is going to be like. So if you get like, down, are people going to be like, is he going to be like laying hands on people in the front row and they're going to be falling over? Is this going to be like, what's that guy's name that does uh, let the bodies hit the floor? Let the oh, the floor. Uh, I know who you're the talking Indian about. The Indian guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking of the other guy, like the the real scumbag. Oh, no, guy. no, no. Yeah, the, there is the, there's the white. Kenneth Copeland? Yeah, I think that's like it. Like those types yeah. of people? Uh-huh. Yeah. It, that really, I would love to see that. Like Brent just has a line of people that he. He doesn't heal them. He just he makes them buy season tickets and they don't Convert, want yes, to. Yeah, as soon as he touches the, the sooner, <laughs> as, as soon as he touches their head, it's like, like a twenty thousand dollar donation to the athletic program. Like, like <laughs> we could get. I guess we. I guarantee we get Joe C on that on board with that. So I'm sure he would love it. No, I mean I think uh, I don't think that people are going to be like raising up out of their chairs with their hands in the air and. Uh, but I think it's going to be crazy, just the reaction that he's going to get tomorrow. I guess night, we will also. never, like, this is one of those questions that you'll never be able to uh, answer, but it was, and fans showed up because of everything that's happened. They wanted to make a statement and all that kind of stuff. I just, I would love to know, like, what that effect actually was as far as, like, if it was just a normal run-of-the-mill game, mm-hmm. I wonder what that number would have been. I think it would have still been around 50,000, 45,000. But that... The no Baker and... The Baker thing, and then, like, just the the middle finger out west. Yeah. That all added into, like... My parents usually don't go to the spring game, and they even went this mm-hmm. year. Can it carry over? Can yeah, it, I, Or was it a singular event oh, I think where it, all these people had this pent-up emotion... Let it out. When UTEP comes around, are we still going to see that? You know, it's going to be it, it. It's going to be able to be carried over, but I think that's where like on the field play starts affecting like how things go. And you know, if they're one and three, and I don't think they're going to be, but if they go out and lay an egg early or something, I think that that could definitely affect the momentum. I think for all of us, like the Lincoln stuff has faded now. Yes, um, but I with the fans, caring. it's yep. not. It, mm-hmm. it has not faded. Like. Uh, my radio station was doing something at O'Connell's, and two o'clock the USC game came on, and they had it on in O'Connell's, and the whole bar started booing Lincoln Riley and yelling "traitor" and like it it was insane. Like we were playing the audio this morning. I mean, it's just it's amazing. I mean, it's going to take a long time for most people to get over. And the players' trip that we had during last week's pod did him no favors. Yeah, that it was said stupid. nothing. It was stupid. It's just it's kind of like sense. one of those push pull things where it's never going to go away. I I find it. I'm to the point now where I'm 
I'm over it to the extent of I now think it's kind of funny how obsessed other people are with the obsession that OU fans have with Lincoln Riley, like especially the like national the USC media. fans, especially or yeah, even even them, like saying there's nothing else to do. Like when you say get over it, that kind of insinuates me to think they should dig in more. <laughs> like I, it, I, I and OU there are some personalities to, that will. OU needs to accept this like idea of kind of being a little bit of the villain right now, like a little bit of like the the school that nobody, the bullies. I don't know about bullies, but I think that there's this there. There's certainly this idea nationally that OU's just dropping off. Like they're right. like that they're not gonna be able and especially because they're moving to the SEC. Well, it's like Oklahoma versus everybody, Oklahoma versus the world, whatever. I mean and it, it's, mm-hmm. it's the attitude has never been more prevalent than it is right now. It's it's almost like I, I keep like thinking like it used how, to it used to f- did they win ten games last year? How did that happen? It, it used to be just about the BCS, like you yeah. know, the fan base and the chip on their shoulder was that people are like, We don't want to see him in the playoffs sure. again. And like, but now it is bigger than that. And it is it is a this is a bad word to use right now, but it's a collective uh, pissed offedness. You know, it's like every it reaches every segment of the fan base. It reaches even the richest donors to the guy that's never been to a game and only watches it on TV. Uh, like J- they're all equally as pissed. Harris said it at the board of regents meeting when we talked to him right in the aftermath of right. everything yep. when he was talking about the big money alumni and the boosters. This is who he was talking about mm-hmm. are more invigorated than ever before. Right. Yeah, like and I I think that that's somewhat has been shown and i think that you saw that with a little bit of the reinvestment that this new coaching staff got when they went out for the first time on the road and things like that but i mean it's a it's a fan base that definitely i think i don't want to say like needed the wake-up call by any means but i that's the only way that i can think of it it's like it's a fan base that did need a little bit of a wake-up call i think unfortunately it just had to go through like a just awful, terrible, tragic process of. But see, this is the thing, like up. in Oklahoma, that people have always taken for granted, which is stability. Which, sure. like, oh yeah, you had Bob for mm-hmm. eighteen years, and some people were like, "Oh, you know, I'm kind of the same thing over." And really, it was the 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 Big Twelve home schedule that got everybody in such a malaise. I think, uh, but like other schools go through this stuff all the time, like. Other schools, every five or six years, even powerhouses like Alabama, like they can't appreciate what they have with Nick Saban, I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, look at places like Auburn. Look, I mean, Oklahoma State's had unprecedented stability. Sure. Uh, but USC certainly has not. Uh, Oklahoma I mean, State's stability has been overshadowed because Oklahoma stability has been so much greater. Yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. I think that speaks to the success of both programs. Right. But like a place like Oregon. I mean, they've sure. had a lot of different coaches lately, and they're still seeing – as you know, a modern blue blood. I mean, it's just everywhere else you look, this stuff happens all the time. It well, just it, Oklahoma, it rarely ever happens. Or you fire the guy. I mean, you you ne- you never lose someone that you don't want to lose. And really, you don't lose anybody because they're bad either. You haven't it, done that since John Blake. It all yep. goes back to the idea too that, like you know, I remember doing uh, radio hits and stuff right after Riley happened, or even leading up to uh, the Alamo Bowl. And the questions that would be asked in the way that we talked about this team, you would think they're coming off of a seven and five year. They're coming yeah. off of a, of an eight and four year at, you know, at best. And you look up and they won 10 games again. And, you know, I, I think that, that speaks to what you're saying, Carrie, it speaks to a little bit of the stability and it speaks to 
kind of the balance of where the program was at. Uh, by the way, I want to take a quick time out, uh, mention uh, weather is getting warmer. Uh, I know you guys want to just be able to kind of slip on some shoes and get outside, uh, go run to the market or whatever, but uh, go to deadsoxy.com and check out some no-shows. Uh, not even the collegiate stuff because the, their OU collection is great. I know a lot of you people out there have uh, ordered those, but uh, the no-shows are just they're a necessity for the summer. I mean, they're fantastic. Uh, they just like putting a couple little clouds on your feet. I mean, they're, they are awesome. But also, uh, the OU collection, uh, we've all got the socks. I mean, guys, you jump in here. Uh, you guys have all worn them. I'll I love probably the no-shows. I love them. Tomorrow night. I love the no-shows that I'm going to wear. I wear them basically from about this time of the year until the end of summer when I get back into uh, regular form. So it, it's, it's all about golf here right now. And I think that, you know, the no-shows – I, they work the best for me on the golf course. There's no doubt about that. And you don't have to, like, they're so thin too. Sometimes I worry, like, am I going to be walking around it? Am I, am I going to get any blisters that I've never had that problem? Uh, and you know, we've worked with them to kind of come up with this collection for OU and, uh, they've taken a lot of our ideas and, and put them into the socks like the maker Bay fields. Uh, but like right now you can get the crimson dress sock four pack. It's on sale for 56 95. That has the maker Bay field. Uh, you can get the other ones. Uh, you get another one, the Norman Mix four pack bundle, sixty four ninety five. It's got the retro and the Maker Bayfield and the wagon. Uh, so whatever you like, you can get them all in one too. Those are on sale, just one hundred nine ninety five, one hundred ten bucks for every OU sock that they make. And these are really high quality socks. Uh, handles, you know, being washed and still stay soft, and they don't fall down. They got that patented silicone bead. So go check them out, DeadSoxy.com. Uh, also, use that promo code uh, BOOMER and get 25% off uh, your total order. That's promo code BOOMER, uh, 25% off at deadsoxy.com. That's D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. All right. Um, so, have you guys, any of you guys been over to look at the statue in person yet? I think Bob did, didn't you? I went Sunday. Okay. I liked it. I liked it a heck of a lot more than I did Friday night when those pictures were coming. There's yeah. like a little bit of a uh, like a illusion that has been put out. It looks better in the sunlight. It does. It I don't does. know what it was. The way that some of those pictures were from it's the Everest Center on Friday night. Had, you know, um, dramatic lighting and just from different angles and yep. stuff. And I mean, I can still see the T-1000. <laughs> it's still there. But, you know, when you look at the totality of it all, like if you don't just zoom in on the face, but the entire, like, that's really not that bad. Okay. Uh, NFL draft is starting tomorrow. Uh, I know we've all kind of talked about this today. Uh, of course, we want our, our, our guy Isaiah to go as high as possible. Uh, so I've, I've spent a lot of yesterday just looking at mock drafts. I think the one thing that we can say without question is uh, Nick Benito's going early in the second round at some point, or fairly early, early to middle. Carry on, too, I think. I just think the, the unknowns with him and, you know, the talent is there. There's no doubt about it, but – there are going to be some questions about him, you know, uh, and just about personality off the field, things like that, that I, you know, talking to players, like, I know NFL teams have been asking about him. Like, I know players have been asked about him. Like, sure. uh, it's just, you know, we've talked about it before many times, like the multiple first quarter suspensions and uh, just stuff that you would hear from time to time. Uh, the stuff we knew at Nebraska that happened. I mean, He's got a little bit of baggage, and that's the only thing that 
would concern me with him being a early, you know, a late first round, early second round guy. The good news is you only need one team to like you exactly to, uh, to look yep. to overlook that or the Raiders. And it, well, and it's a, <laughs> uh, that's what I was going to say. It's a league that employs quite a few uh, characterable, yeah, or questionable. That's all they care about talent. character guys. So well, some people give you know guys with twenty two civil cases against them two hundred thirty million dollars. Right, pay. right. Like it, if you can play football, you're going to play football. Yeah, you just got to be like I. Consistency, I think, is probably the biggest thing with him on the field, isn't it? Yes. Because there, uh, there were moments where you go, I just, I, I, I remember talking about it during uh, U forty podcast last year. Just like, where's this guy at? What? Why is he not making plays? And, well, and, yeah, and it's just not off the field. It's, it is on the field because, right. like, we were also so shocked and surprised that he was the darling of the Senior Bowl practices yeah. because we were just like. Okay, that's interesting. Like, well, where was this guy? There was also a point, too, where it's like, okay, you know, PFF, they love Perron Winfrey. They love, love Nick Benito. Nick Benito. They yep. love Isaiah. They love Brian Osamoa. For and a they while, they these, love Spencer Rattler. They go to all this stuff, though, and then you're like, well, why the hell were these guys not on the field half of the time at OU? But what, and I think that has more to do with, yeah. like, what, Alex Grinch and everything. What Perion has to answer, though, is that even when he was – he wasn't that guy. Like, you can say he wasn't on the field enough, and we would all agree with that, but even in the snaps that he got, I mean, you're supposed to give 100% of every snap you get for that reason, it didn't always feel like No. Well. And, I mean, let's face it. I mean, this was a season that Nick Benito, you know, a little bit down, but he still showed up. Isaiah Thomas had his best year, I thought, uh, and they needed a third guy to come along with them. And all those guys played well. I mean, we, we talked about it all year. The defensive line was the one carrying the defense. And then when Jalen got hurt, uh, that took away an option for yep. him. But um, Perrion, all year, we were wondering, why aren't we seeing more from him? Yeah, I mean, five and a half sacks, that position, it's not bad. It, it just felt like it – it felt like the the numbers oh, like overall. I mean, they, Ethan they Downs and good. Ethan Downs and Reggie Grimes were making bigger impacts, you know, right. in the backfield than than Perry was, and that's what he, I mean. Go back to that Big Twelve championship game against Iowa State when he was seemingly in the backfield every other play and just couldn't finish. He couldn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> but what what it looks like for for the draft? I mean, it could it could be as many as eight maybe could be as low as five but feel like the first part of Saturday I think four and five rounds four and five are where most guys yep. are gonna go yep and so that get get ready the early part of Saturday if, if you want to just watch you'll see a lot of Sooners called and I think Asamoa most of the mocks I've looked have him squarely in that fifth round you know 120 ish around the, Hayes he, he's kind of one of those guys that's like very intriguing to me as far as like what his NFL future is mm -hmm. going to look like because right now like and I, I like Brian Osamo a lot I, I think that he obviously had a really good senior bowl and he probably did himself very well but like would I take a Malcolm Rodriguez ahead of a Brian Osamoa? I, I really don't know I'm glad I don't have to make that decision we, can, we probably player, shouldn't be able to make any discussions about Brian Osamoa because every one of us in this room, uh, and we didn't even all work together at the time, chose Tavion Thomas, Tavion Thomas sure. over Brian Osamoa <laughs> when sure. OU played at Ohio State for our Friday That's night game. That's a fact. Yeah. And it was the weirdest it, high school between, game. <laughs> I, it may be worse. It was a cool stadium, though. <laughs> it was a cool stadium. It was. That's one of the worst high school games I've been to. Yep. Only maybe second to our trip to Tallahassee to see Lathe Harlow. <laughs> yeah, Lathe Harlow. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that, that other team was 
fucking fast. Yeah, they were really good. Forgot who it was. It was forgot who they were playing. It, it's like one of those like kind of name brand yeah. high schools. Yeah. Forgot who it was though. Good old smaller Leith. classification. I was telling though. somebody about but uh, Lathe Harlow the other day. Yeah, literally his coaches had to force him into the game so we could get some footage of him because they just never gave him the ball. He never caught a pass. And, well, and I think we both left thinking like, oh my god, why? Why are what they, they doing? Yeah. Why is Bruce Kittle recording recruiting this guy? And this is at the same time that George Kittle's living <laughs> 15 minutes from <laughs> Owen, Owen Field, literally. They went with Lath Harlow instead of George Kittle. And I don't did. even think, like, Lath was back. here. No, his, that's his back right. That's he, right. He had a medical, medical scholarship, yeah. That I don't think he finished unfair. school here. No, I don't think he did. I think he ended up, uh, I actually think he, like, ended up marrying somebody, and they had a kid, and they moved back to Florida, maybe. Okay. Was a super nice guy. Yeah, Nothing against great him. Exactly. Great guy. But not a good, but but definite miss on the recruiting. Maybe trail. just not the guy that you offer when you have uh, a coach's son that ends up being the best tight end in the league. I will say, uh, I you know, I across the board, Charlie, Charlie Kolar, I think is about in that same range as Brian Osamo on most yep. of the mocks I looked at. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, sounds like Dax Hill will probably be the first like Oklahoma ties guy off the board. Do you really see Dax Hill going as a first rounder? Every, Everybody a, has a lot of people. They all have, have him, yes. but I just can't buy into. He's I so small. Dax? Yes. He's not that small. He's tiny. He's bigger than... No. He's it, bigger than uh, Tyron Mathow. Well, the honey <laughs> badger. Oh, my God. The guy <laughs> nicknamed the honey badger? You're going to use him as well, that's one who, reference? That's who, can't, that's who most people have him going to, yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe it player. works out. Yeah, I mean, just it's just... Man, as a first rounder, to me, if you think he's that guy, at least, you know, push down second or third. I mean, I want physical freaks in the first round. I'm sorry. Yep. I don't want to take that chance. Like, I'm sorry, Tyron. What did Tyron Matthew get drafted? Was he like, was he second? Couldn't tell you. No idea. I mean, he was a stud in college. So Dax a little but bit he had smaller the, than he had I the marijuana it. thing. For some reason, I was thinking Dax was like six two. Mm-mm. No, he's, so he's only six foot. Yeah, and he's not muscle bound at all. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's thin. All right, I'll remember that when he's a. All pro. Yeah, I mean, no. Five years. Look, I'm. I put the take out there. I. I've been. I've been cold takes before on Twitter. I can handle it. It's a sign from of, you. It's a sign of. Uh, it's a sign of accomplishment when you uh, get cold takes. Yeah. It might mean you're somebody. Even it's though. a growth of ownership too. Exactly. Saying, you know, instead of trying to backtrack. No, no. Oh, you I, can't, that, I you, never said that. You can't be in the take game and then not be okay when uh, you get called out. Yeah. I'll just say it was emotional time after Katie left, okay? I said a lot of stupid things that I regret. I know. Now we're trying to get him back. <laughs> I know. I saw your stuff last You tagged time. him, man. You did. <laughs> I guess the only way to like get a uh, response from him is to uh, basically tell him to die. Like that's Oh, really? That's the only people that he'll ever respond back to is and people. And Barkley. And Charles Barkley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so the draft, I mean – I think the one guy that I've been surprised throughout this process to see his name pop up as much as it has is Marquise Hayes. Yeah, I, I following the season, I was like, mm, I think he'll be an undrafted free agent. Now it's like he's going to be fourth or fifth round. Sure I mean, he like. had a really good senior bowl. He did. Uh, and he's also, I think, one of those guys, just like Perrion, where we were just like, okay, why isn't he better? Yep. Like, I always want, like, he's got the, the build, he's got the size, he, he, you know, you see flashes of him just being a mauler, 
but he's never consistent. And and you never he wasn't a problem with penalties or anything like that. It's just like you didn't really see him dominate that that you know, on a consistent basis. And he, he he looks like the type of person that of course we were saying the same things about Creed Humphrey. Yeah, and we're saying the same thing about Tyrese Robinson. Yeah. yeah, don't I don't think he'll he'll be drafted because he's not the physical freak that Marquise Hayes is. Uh, I think Delarian Turner Yell is kind of iffy. Iffy. Yeah, you see him on some, but not others. Yep. Uh, Burkage is another one. I yeah, don't know. I've seen him on some mocks, but he's not on a lot. It just trapped in a kicker. Don't you think that? I mean, with that's got. I mean, I don't know. I mean. You look at what Justin Tucker did last year. I mean, kickers are now winning games, especially in the playoffs, more than they ever have. To me, it seems. And it seems like, well, I mean, this is true absolutely where coaches allow kickers to take longer field goals than I ever remember in in the history of watching football. Like, they'll take a chance on 60-yarders. Yeah. And I don't remember coaches ever doing that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. Kickers kickers just – in general, just stronger and better than they've ever been, too. The single fa- face mask and the s- straight-on approach. Well, the <laughs> yeah, they're better than all the toe-poke bullshit that's out there. Well, who's the guy that with a half a foot that had the record forever? Blanda? Dempsey? Dempsey. Rick yeah. Dempsey? Yeah. yeah. Was it Rick Dempsey? I used to stare at that guy. I used to look that guy up in, in books when I was a kid all the time. Because you always see these grainy, like, black and white yeah. photos and stuff of them. But I was just fascinated by the fact that he only had half a foot. Although that seems like he was cheating now. It's like putting those people with, Maybe the, that's what his, with uh, the legs that's what his in the Olympics. Was. Who's the guy? Oscar Pistorius, the murderer? He yep. is a murderer. I said the murderer. He did murder his wife. And got away with it. His girlfriend. Well, I guess not got away with it, but I don't think he got He it. almost got away with it. I think he is he out? Because I think he got out, but he's back in for something else. I think for fraud or something. Okay, that makes sense. Kind of like OJ, huh? Well, OJ never murdered anybody. It's kind of like the boy in the bubble, you know, on Seinfeld. It's like just because you have a, a ailment doesn't mean you can't be an asshole. Boom. Or a murderer. It's a good episode. It's a really good episode. Moops. Moops. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so. Draft is happening. We're keeping our eye on the portal. You said Jerry Bohannon, uh, right before we started potting today, got in the transfer portal for Baylor. Dave Aranda made that move. The name's shaping last night. So far, knowing we, so this fa- could happen. So far, we have Cody Jackson into the portal, um, which, you know, I, I don't think any of us are surprised by. Just one of those guys, highly recruited, but his career just, it, it, you know, this staff doesn't know him. He doesn't really know them. Exactly. Um, Seemed like the perfect uh, candidate for he just needs a reset. Yeah. Just everything yeah. needs to reset for him. After the mono or whatever it was last year. Yeah. I mean. Which was like so weird how all that like he spent some time in the hospital. Yeah. Like, I think it was say it now. bad. It's like, it's so yes. Weird. It was very bad. It wasn't COVID-y, was it? No. It was just some, it was something. I, that, I'd heard it was mono. Same. But, yeah. yeah. But I mean. I don't know. It, it, people keep asking, like, who do you see going? Like, I can't see any running backs going. I mean, there was all those Eric Gray Tennessee rumors, and he's done yeah. nothing but just establish himself as a dude. Not uh, only as a dude, but, like, as a leader. Yeah, Like, exactly. I, I think that, like, as much as he's been brought up by uh, Brent Venables as 
much as he's been brought up by like teammates and stuff, he's made kind of an impact up and down the roster. By the way, uh, could you see Lebby going after Bohannon as I a did, backup? Like that's just such a hard sell. Are you? Are if you're Jerry Bohannon, are you signing? Yeah, up you're going to want to go and start somewhere. Like that's that's if he, going, if he you know. wants to, he's going to have to go like a mid major. He has to un. He's not a not going to be a pop. Yeah. Power Unless he starter. says, I want to go chase a championship, yeah. I mean, but he got one at Baylor last year, so if he was mean a, that much If he him. was a freshman. That does kind of suck that you won the Big 12 championship as a starting quarterback and you got beat out. But that's life. Well, it technically is. he didn't win the Big 12 championship. Oh, if you lost it? No, the uh, – what's Sh- his name? Won it. Sh- yeah. He played quarterback. Chapin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was out. He was out. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't play in that game. That's, I mean, and that's probably one of the reasons why they made the decision so quickly. Remember, he completed the, his first 17 passes. Yeah. yeah, he was really good. He was excellent. Supposed to be I mean, Bohannon just wasn't too. a good thrower. I mean, no. he just wasn't. If, if Bohannon was a freshman, I think that it changes things a little bit because you could say, okay, I'm going to spend my sophomore season sitting behind somebody – and then I reevaluate again, but yeah, like they need a they need a freshman that's transferring out to come in. That's I mean, OU's problem right now. That's OSU's problem to a certain every, extent. It's uh, like yeah. every like school gotta, at this point. Are you willing to come sit and not be guaranteed any playing time, and then kind of almost have to reevaluate where you are in a year? If our starter doesn't get hurt, right. you might never play a meaningful snap. Is that okay with you? And that's why, like, maybe you go. I don't know what the the JUCO situation is going into spring. I like I I don't even know. Like most JUCOs don't even have spring anymore, do they? Did you see the some of the reports out there that Jackson Dart might have been like the third most impressive quarterback? Yeah, at supposedly Ole Miss? he sucked on Saturday Oof. down at Old Miss. When Luke Alt uh, Altmeyer was the popular choice to join OU, sure. After spring, sure. When Jackson Dart passes him up, one of the most fascinating things that is like I think come out of the portal is I think probably a realization that all of these guys are talking to each other like behind the scenes and I think you see it a little bit maybe even more so in basketball it's like you can start connecting dots that like okay so this guy had to wait on this guy's announcement so he's gonna go there just like high school recruit yep, it is it is I, I, it's insane it's like, dang I'm I'm the plan B I'm not the A at, at this school they I gotta see what this guy does first and now, especially with the money that's being thrown around, especially in the basketball portal, I think it's probably even worse in football. It's just insane. I got to tell you, Ben, John Ruiz is—he's—he's. He's I have so the, I have so much game. respect for Blowing this guy. Blowing it up. He—I mean, I've—I've I've been following him since the beginning. Like just because I've been into NIL, is he like vocal saw what about I was doing? Oh, I mean, they just. <sighs> There's all these NIL resources out there. They—they—that's kind of how I first learned about him a while ago. I mean, he's not quiet about it. I mean, he give he's given he'll he'll like our Miami site like went to his house is like twenty one million dollar really? house and did an interview with him. I mean, so oh my god, he's not quiet about it at all. And I mean, he's he was trying to himself personally build Miami's new football stadium. I mean, he's worth ten billion. I guess when you have ten billion, you can basically do whatever you want. And he loves Miami football. I mean, he is the ultimate. NIL guy like he's using his company to so baller. all of their marketing budget <laughs> on players for NIL so baller and it's not like small amount I mean he gave eight hundred dollars eight hundred thousand to Nigel Pack 400 per year and a car 
And that kind of throws that throws off everything else with basketball now. Because you're like, Pack's nice, but eight hundred thousand for Nigel Pack? Yeah, did you did you see Kansas State win the or go to the NCAA tournament last year? Like, no. They weren't they were an okay team. They were I mean, okay. if you're a, if you're a billionaire right now, there's just no reason why if you really love the school that you you follow, <laughs> you could turn into like the hero of ever. Well, and it's just like the stuff with, you know, the, the one Oklahoma collective and stuff that's, uh, you know, they just have to retool some things, and I think they'll get it worked out. But that's the thing. They weren't ready. They just kind of wanted to rush it out there before the spring game yep. to get some attention to themselves. Uh, they're not ready to do any of the stuff that they're planning to do. Like, we could pull off all the stuff they want to do right now because I've been working on it for eight months. Um, not well, but we could pull it off. But – I'm not sitting here asking people for a million dollars, though. I'm not asking people for any of cent. Like, I'm just saying buy some hats, you know, buy some merch, you know, subscribe to the site. Sure. That's like what we're doing. Like, if you want to support NIL, do all those things. Be a subscriber, buy some hats, buy some merch. Uh, it's, you know, we have a way of doing it. I'm not, I'm not trying to say anybody's way is wrong, but what John Ruiz is doing is he is like if Sooner Scoop were – the biggest subscription site in the world, and we just said we're going to spend all our money on players. Pretty much. And he he just he's a he's a lawyer. Got another football guy yesterday. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> he's a lawyer, and like he's they're introducing them. Like the his his yes. company is introducing. Yes. They're making the decisions through his company. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's just truly, fantastic. It's truly like the biggest alpha power move. It ever. is. He's. I mean, he's. He lives in Miami. He has a freaking. Uh, a cigarette have, boat company. Does he just have like the nicest house that you could ever imagine? It's on ridiculous. Star Beach or whatever. It's ridiculous. I mean, he is Miami. Like, it's it's crazy. I never heard about this guy until like Same. the last couple. Like, of if weeks. you yeah. gave us a billion dollars, who knows what the f- we would do? I mean, we would we would wreck some shit up. I guarantee it. And he has it. I mean, it's ridiculous. And you can't hate him. No, it's, I mean, it's and within I, the and rules. I, I want to see, I want to see like it's within the rules, Florida and Florida state fans like crying foul because he's not, he's not doing anything even close to shady. No, that that's the, that's the thing. Is he like, has, he has like a 25 person creative agency inside of his offices just to do NIL. Yeah, he's paying people do millions of dollars probably stuff. just to do this the right yes. way. I love the dedication. That's what I've makes, been telling you guys about this guy for a while. Now he's insane. starting to blow up. It's insane. Then th- that's why I like I. They're gonna have to do something. I don't know. Like, just doing away with nil isn't the right way to do it. But they there has to be some type of. I don't know. And then you get the Mark Emmert stuff thrown on top, and it's yeah, like I think everybody. Yesterday, I, I was talking to a buddy that is a uh, college coach uh, in a in a smaller sport, not at OU. And he basically was saying yesterday to me that, you know, he's in a situation right now where he's basically rethinking careers because what he's having to go up against in NIL, can you imagine what these football programs and what these basketball programs are going up against? Jay Wright. Like, yeah. Like I, I can't imagine what it's like walking into somebody's house and saying, okay, with this NIL stuff, I can give you this, this, and this. And then this bigger school comes in they're like, We'll pay for your country club fee. We'll pay for your car. We'll pay for, you know, basically your entire yeah. family to live for a year. It, it, it would be like if Elon Musk decided he wanted to make a school successful. It just went in and threw billions around. 
or, or Jeff Bezos, whoever, whoever's rich. I mean, you can, if you have enough money, you can legally change the face of an entire athletic program. Yeah. Yep. Through NIL. Yeah. Hopefully Elon just uh, stays in the north sector of Austin, doesn't really get down to uh, 6th Street in it. And the, yeah, we missed out not getting that Tulsa plant. Or to the university. Yeah, no kidding. We didn't know how much that was going to end up hurting. It's, it's wild right now. It's, it, it truly is the wild, wild west. And then you throw in everything. I don't know if, you know, while we're just sitting here today uh, doing the podcast, it's come out that, you know, I think what I think a lot of people have already known that uh, the Big 12 is officially expanding in 2023. Uh, 14. The 14, big, yeah. big 14. <laughs> Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, all wow. planning to join the Big 12. 23, 24. Uh, John Rostein and some others have reported that. Uh, so as it stands now, OU and Texas will be playing against those schools in 23 and 24. And 24, 25. Yeah, 23, 24, 24, yep. 25. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, it's after the season in Twenty five, well, that January yes. that they. So I can imagine that uh, OU and Texas fans just need to get hotel rooms in Houston, Cincinnati, Orlando, and Provo. Like it's just a, it's it's already set in stone that they're gonna be making all the trips to the worst places. I might be interested in going to Provo. That'd be that'd be an interesting trip. I think it'd be fun. How far is that from Salt Lake City? You fly I think it, into I think Salt Lake and then drive yeah. to Provo. I think it's like forty five minutes. Wow, it's not too far at all. I've never been to Utah. Supposedly Salt Lake City is kind of cool. Yeah. It's on diners, drive-ins, really, and dives all the time. Can't do anything on Sunday, but. <laughs> can't get coffee in Provo, probably. I don't know. I think that they've kind of reformed that. I think they're uh, in on caffeine nowadays. They can have caffeine now? I think so. Hmm. I love it when we talk about things we have no idea. I have no, no idea, yeah. Idea. I'm, not, I'm not too familiar. <laughs> Not too familiar. Uh, Zero. So, yeah, I mean, Portal, we'll keep watching that. I mean, Bob, I know you kind of just described it. I don't know how much we even have to talk about it, but you posted about it on the site, uh, some news recently on the Hoops program. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Porter's kind of sitting there like, who's going to be available? I mean, uh, you saw, what was it, the, how do you say the kid's name uh, for the Big Sky kid? Baylor Shymeyer, Sh- like I saw, like, his list was like fifty schools yep. long. I mean, it's 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 insane. It it really is, and and then you just start narrowing it down e- even more, and that's when usually OU's been dropped off. Is mm-hmm. when these kids have gotten to their second or third cut, the Sooners have fallen off, and there's been some, you know rumors or kind of whispers out there that's because NIL isn't as big with OU in terms of their clear direction of what they want to give to these kids, and it's been hurting. Josh is on vacation right now. Would would you guys like if I just crafted a press release to say that Sooner Scoop is now going to specialize only in basketball NIL? (laughs) Let's do it. He may never come back. I mean, we'll still do football recruiting, but, you know. He would see it, and he would know that we're screwing with him, I think. I don't know. I, I, he might be. I would get a really passive-aggressive. He might be uh, also in one of those situations where, like, headspace-wise, health-wise, I don't know if that's the best thing as he's walking around he's with his family. It's been a little rough, right? Disney. Yeah, it's a little rough right now for him. So he's, he's actually trying to find ways to work a little bit while he's on this vacation. Like, he has been. He's, yes, he's like keeping up. He's like, no, keep telling me stuff. I want to hear. 
But yeah, I mean, you look at OU right. They've got three three spots open, and we know the portal deadline is May first. That includes basketball too. It is uh, all fall and winter sports for that May first deadline. So obviously, by this next week, they have to know at least within their own roster, of course, who's who's staying, and and then from from there, just kind of filling out those last couple pieces where I think. You know, there's maybe some immediate impact guys that they want in the backcourt and maybe for the big guys are willing to take a project and kind of see if they can develop him through the normal process of being a late bloomer in high school, bring him in as a freshman, and then see where things go from there. Think of all the guys that already transferred before that pack deal came out, and they're like, what have I done? Yep. Yeah. There's no, there's no question about that. Or, or now what's going to change – in the weeks ahead because of that and what the demands of some of these kids might be to some of these schools now. By the way, did you see they they also got the Fresno State twins? Yeah. The TikTok stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Cavender twins yeah. are now down in Miami. It's unbelievable. I have to think that <laughs> – like they were already making – I they because they were like the first They got that group Boost Mobile deal that, right like, off the signed, bat. Yeah. And I think that that was – I want to say it was six figures, yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly what it was. I would love to know what they're getting now at Miami. Besides, pregnant. well, they have their own, <laughs> they have their own clothing line. Oh, do they really? Oh, yeah, it's really weird because they even have. I didn't lic- know that they, it's licensed through like collegiate licensing, so it's other universities too. So they're doing uh, it's sportswear for um, like it's like it's not like athleisure, but it's like cool kind of updated. Uh, you know, colorful, you know, um, like a Lululemon almost kind of like that. But, but what happens is because of the screwiness of the rules, they have to black out the school logos on the ads that they send out on social media. Like I get the branding and all that kind of stuff, but everybody knows what it is. I know. I don't know. Well, this whole thing is an exercise in, in, in not stupidity, but just ridiculousness. I mean, yep. like the, the, the one Oklahoma thing, it's just a way to funnel money player to players. I mean, yeah. it is. It, and I, you know, I can see how people get pissed off about the charity component because there are some people that are in, you know, that, that donate a lot of money to charities and, and they feel like they're just using them to get, you know, funnel money to athletes. And yeah, that's pretty much what you're doing. I mean, it's, it, instead of just being able to hand – we've talked – I mean, my God, the stuff on Sooner Scoop that's been flying around the last few days over this. Uh, but, I mean, it really is. It's like there are people that want to give the players money. They can't just give money, though. They have to find a, a, a middleman mm-hmm. to funnel the money to the players. And it's like, yes, the people on the board, that get frustrated. They're like, this is so stupid. Yes, I agree. It's like because we're talking about, you know – I'll just say, like – we spent like I figured it out. We spent like a quarter of a million dollars so far on this office. I know that's crazy, um, but like it's also and it's not just for NIL. It's for our company. It's for stuff that we're gonna do, but it is ridiculous how much we have to put into this to set it up just so we can do more NIL stuff. Sure. Like we could have given two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the football program, like or to the football players. Uh, and just had him come on and, you know, but, but, you know, I don't want to do crappy Zoom calls and all that stuff. Anyway, that's not what I mean. It's just like you have to invent these ways that's never been invented before uh, to get the money to the players. And you're ending up, you're getting all these companies that like want to make something off the top. And sure. then you're getting guys that are nonprofit. Like some people are in this because they think it's an industry. Like, and this is not a bad thing, but like I saw Kelly Masters say that she was 
quitting her job as an agent to go full-time as an NIL consultant or to help NIL companies, like it's becoming an industry. And like, I subscribe to these newsletters and stuff and there's consultants and you can hire them and they'll tell you what everybody else is doing. Like Oklahoma State, their business school, they have this entire club of 75 students that their only job is to help players get NIL deals. And they use that as like a university coursework. And I think it's really cool that they're doing it that way because they're, you know, it's not taking a bunch of money to make it happen. They're actually paying to, to, to do it because they're paying tuition. But it's, it's look, everybody has been really upset for a long time uh, about when is this going to happen? Why doesn't OU have one? You saw somebody try and jump the gun and say, uh, okay, we're going to do this, but they're not ready to do this. It's, it's just, it doesn't happen overnight everywhere. So um, in at Oklahoma, it's been slower than others, but I don't know anybody at Texas or A&M that's actually being paid yet by these collectives that have been announced. That's a good point. I, 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 I haven't heard anything. Is it one of those things, too, that it's just a simple cash flow situation, too, to where if somebody had $5 million that they could just give the collective, it'd be a lot easier to get that thing up off the ground. Well, that's what Texas is doing. I yeah. mean, like, right. they're announcing, you know, like, a foundational gift. Like, we've got $10 million in funding, and that's, you know, going to help fund these payments that we're going to make to players, and it's going to help us get offices and staff and support personnel. Because you have to have that but stuff. But nothing's I mean, actually like – they don't have those offices yet. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know the guy, the, the CEO is saying, you know, he's making allegations that, you know, these are all – you know, most of these are all fake and they don't – I don't know about all that stuff. I mean, I don't know why you need to say that, but I say stupid shit all the time too, so. Yeah, I have no idea. It's fascinating though because I think that, you know, it – I think Everybody's thing, always talked about the change in college athletics and it's like – it's not only is it here, but it's changed. And if you haven't changed with it, you're going to be left behind. I think the thing about yeah. it is we all want it to be successful. We want the one Oklahoma or whatever it's going to end up being. Yeah. Called. We want it to work. We want players to be able to get 50 grand a year. Sure. Like, every player get that's a good thing. It's a good thing for Oklahoma. It's a good thing. I mean, we want good recruits to come to Oklahoma because we want to be able to cover. It's going to be great for it. Yeah. Like I that, mean, that works out for everybody. So and we'll do our part. And I, you know, uh, Dusty and Gable, you know, they're working on NIL. Who knows who else is working on NIL? Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. It's good. The players are going to be able to make money. It's just, you know, it's it's all – it happened July 1st, and everybody spent the season, and they, everything went crazy with Lincoln for a while. And now spring football is over, and now – This is know, when it's going to happen. This is when it's yep. all going to be put together. Yeah, it's, and I think it's one of those things, too. It's like more the merrier. Like, yeah. The more collectives, the better it is for the university. Right. And the players. So Sure. Anyway. It's wild, though. We just, you know, I don't know. Oh, you just needs a John Ruiz. That makes it all Somebody easier. Somebody with 10, mil, 10 bill. Billions. I mean, that's the one thing I learned about this place. Money makes things go really fast. Yeah. And we go really slow. <laughs> and happiness. Gets you happiness. Money gets you happiness. Uh, so anyway, uh, baseball going on. Yeah, they're kind of entering. Did they lose to the ORU? Yeah, they got yes. beat last night. Okay. Yeah, five one. Tried away, misplayed a ball in center. I saw they were down. Scored three in the bottom of the first, and just were never really in it. Uh, loaded the bases in the second or third inning, and just weren't able to get 
they played so well, you kind of expected something like that to happen at some point. But they didn't deserve to win Saturday against Kansas. And sure, so yeah, they're, like, they're, they're coming <laughs> off of a sweep. They just did not play well. So they got uh, Kansas State coming to town this weekend. Uh, kind of interesting. Kansas State hasn't been here in four years. So uh, this is the first time that Pete Hughes is Pete coming Hughes. back to uh, Wow. Norman. Yep. I'm sure that he's going to be rolling with security this weekend. And then they kind of get back into uh, what will be a really tough stretch. Dallas Baptist, uh, who's number two in the RPI right now, they beat TCU last night. Then OU plays TCU in a three-game series. West Virginia and Texas Tech to round it out. So, I mean, it's they're on the bubble, basically. I know D1 Baseball came out with their projection this morning. Uh, I think OU was the three seed up in Corvallis. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, and the, the weird thing is with the Big 12 right now is one through six all have five, six losses in mm-hmm. uh, conference play. So, you know, you probably want to – you obviously want to win the series this weekend, but sweeping it would go a pretty long way. Tech's playing awful right now. I think they've lost like three straight weekend or uh, three straight weeks in the midweek and then uh, – you know, they got swept by TCU. By TCU, right. Just like they're not playing well right now. So it, it's kind of wide open. OU, I mean, uh, OSU and Texas obviously kind of leading the pack. So TCU, Tech, obviously in top 20. Uh, and then OU's kind of sitting right there in five and six. Then West Virginia kind of mirror each other. All right. Um, it's officially the football offseason. I know, uh, you know, players are already tweeting about how Smitty not taking any – Taking it easy on them. They're already going at it. Um, I would imagine, I would just say my guess would be that we'll have an off-season NIL deal at some point to talk with some people um, and, uh, you know, do some podcasts or YouTube stuff or whatever. But YouTube stuff is certainly uh, headed in the right direction. Got a bunch of stuff in uh, just today. Um, and we'll have a new hire to announce soon. Um, it's going to be helping us out with uh, our offices and, producing content and things like that. So excited for that. Uh, and that'll be, that's about a month away from being announced. So, uh, but it was all kind of finalized yesterday. So um, anyway, uh, guys, anything you wanted to jump in on before we get out of here today? It's going to come down to uh, probably the final couple holes in uh, Trinity, Ooh. Texas, Texas leads by one. So we shall see. Ooh. Bob's just shaking. his. Oh, head. He's not playing very well in the back nine. I could start with recruiting, but we'll just we'll wrap it all up with Josh when he when he comes comes back. All the, the twenty twenty four quarterback offers, all yeah. the kids that were on for spring game. I mean, I think in the end you could say that it was as successful as the spring game was for fans. I think it was equally as as successful on the recruiting side. You just don't have a bunch of uh, names to celebrate right now. The immediate commitments announced. do not happen yeah. now. Yeah. And you have and this to is the, get used to that. Yeah, this is the, the world we live in. I mean, yes. you're going to get better players later in the process than you're used to getting, but you're not going to get all the early commitments, especially this time of the year. Correct. Maybe in the June 3rd could be a real weekend. You could actually circle, but not much before then. Yeah, you're probably looking at like October, November for a lot of the commit- commitments to come in this calendar, so. All right, um, that is going to do it for us. We'll be back again uh, next week, and uh, we'll have Josh along and uh, uh, get more knee-deep into the recruiting, and uh, hopefully he survives uh, Orlando because that's not a given. Uh, So, anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Go check out uh, uh, Soonerscoopstore.com, Unofficial 40 Podcast merchandise in there. Uh, We'll have some new hats up for you this week. 
uh, going to be spending the rest of my day getting those online. So uh, go check it out. By the time you listen to this, they might already be up. Got some flat backs or some, some flat bills, uh, some trucker hats that we haven't had in the store before. But appreciate you guys supporting the store. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of orders this last week. So thank you guys. It goes really right back into all these offices to do what we do. So thank you so much. And we'll see you guys again next week on another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.